Welcome to Church Matters podcast for SGC Marlton. This is episode number 22. I'm Jason Reyes, associate pastor, and with me is our very own Warren Betcher, senior pastor at SGC Marlton. How are you doing, Warren? Doing well. Well, 2020 has been quite a year. It has been. (laughs) (laughs) And we've had quite a delay between podcasts, haven't we? Yes, there has been a a good break. Yeah, so so there's been a lot that's happened uh, in the midst of that break, Uh, one of which is that we have gotten older, haven't we? Yes, we have. And this year has uh, (laughs) done more than a year's damage. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's cramming almost a decade into a year, it seems like here. Uh, And it's been quite the year. Let me ask you real quick, what is one of, because November is kind of like birthday month around here uh, at the church. And um, so what has been one of the best things about getting older from your your estimation here come on give yeah, us some dude, words of, the, of wisdom here really, buddy yeah one of the best things well okay so we get moved past aches and pains and a body decaying uh so that's not one of the best things i think it is perspective so i think you just get more perspective as time goes on which i think uh it builds your faith in god mm-hmm. you see more of god's faithfulness year to year. So that's an unending thing. So you just have more experience with God's sovereignty, his faithfulness, his grace, his patience. So the love of God, I think, really gets richer, uh, regardless of what you're going through. So that's probably what stands out to me. That That's the benefit of it. You experience more of the Lord. No, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a, a good perspective uh, on, on that. So when we talk about 2020, and we... And, you know, some of the things that I think are probably going to be the, the number one thing is when we look back in history is going to be uh, the COVID, you know, pandemic. And right. as this not only just attacked our country, but really has been a worldwide phenomenon. Um, now, with COVID, obviously, there's a medical, you know, concern, you sure. know, that, that's been taking place. But I think both of us, we share a common concern for the effects of COVID within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of those topics that we want to hit today in our podcast is just on the topic of fellowship and right. how the COVID uh, pandemic has affected that. Um, so, so talk, if you would, just about a little bit of the biblical emphasis that writers uh, in the New Testament have put on this topic of fellowship and why it is important for the Christian to gather. We don't want to assume sure. that this is something that is a, a truth and a principle you right. know, uh, to be followed. So, so maybe unpack some of that for us, if you will, and then we're going to deal with some of the specifics you know, with our day and age that we're in. Yeah. Well, I think when you uh, see what Christ did, I mean, he came to redeem individuals, but he really did also redeem a community, create a community. And that's what we see really happen in Acts. Uh, they were together. So that phrase, they were together, they were together. It happens over and over again. And we see the church functioning. We even see the church functioning with problems. So in Acts, uh, you know, you, early Acts, you have the problem with the widows, of which widows are being served. So there was problems within the church gathering together. Um, but it was important that the church gather together. And that seemed to really mark the New Testament church. Then you look at all the letters, they're written to churches. Um, so the assumption is Christians will be in the church. Um, and then you look at all the one another's. So it's just over and over and over again. And even the writer of Hebrews, don't forsake meeting together, to gather together. So the emphasis is very clear um, throughout the New Testament. Um, so Jesus was always relating to groups. He called his disciples. He built them together. Uh, so again, you see it in Acts, you see it in the letters, and you see it in, in all the one another's. 
uh, that function throughout the New Testament. So it's a it is a clear biblical priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, probably one of my favorite uh, passages in Acts is just chapter two, right. end of chapter two, and it says that they devoted themselves to the prophets' teaching and to breaking bread, you yep. know, together, and everyone shared and had everything that was, uh, excuse me, and there was not a needy one among right. them. Yep. Which that that line just in scripture alone just just stops me yeah. <laughs> right in the yeah. middle of my tracks mm-hmm. uh, when I consider these are thousands mm-hmm. okay, of people, not a needy one among mm-hmm. them. And the reason being is because lives have been changed to really care for one another because they were with one another as right. well. And, and the gospel had, had accomplished that. When we think as well in, in, the, in the book that was uh, well, we're not going to debate whether or not Paul wrote Hebrews or not. One day we will find that out for sure uh, when we are with the Lord in heaven. It's, it's, it's probably in my top five mm-hmm. uh, of questions to ask. Uh, but you see in, in, in Hebrews ten twenty three, and let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And then it continues on, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day, meaning the day of Jesus' return, drawing near. Um, And what's interesting with that is that it's impossible to build up one another Mm-hmm. And to hold fast to confession without one another, right? Right. Yep. So, so with that, I mean, obviously, the the pandemic has uh, interfered, <laughs> if you yeah. will, with status quo plans. Mm-hmm. Okay, with regards to um, biblical fellowship. So, what wisdom would you provide for for those within our church? Um, that are listening right now with regards to this biblical principle and priority Mm -hmm. of fellowship, even in the midst of a pandemic. Right. Well, I think there's probably a positive side and a negative side of that. So the positive side is we have to be more intentional. So it's actually going to take more effort to do it. Um, There's more barriers to overcome. So, you know, everybody was grateful for Zoom calls in the beginning. Right, right. And then you get exhausted by that. Um, <laughs> you know, we did as a pastoral team. Oh, we yes. just got tired of those meetings being yep. on Zoom. Uh, so you have to be more intentional. You have to overcome more challenges. Uh, so I think that functions. I think we also, on the negative side, we have to be aware of drift. And so while there can be concerns that are legitimate concerns of why not being together, well, the next thing you know, you become comfortable. <laughs> Uh And the next thing you know, you start to drift. Um, So I think there's also something in our hearts. We all love comfort. We love ease. So I love comfort and ease. It's much easier for me to just hang out in my house Uh and not relate rather than think about how I should relate. Right. And what means do I have to take? So, and you even saw it in the community around us. There was more people out walking and they would walk in social distance. Right. We saw things in our neighborhood that we had never seen before. People were out in their front lawns with chairs six feet apart. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just very common. In fact, there's some places where those chairs are now almost uh, permanently set up. Uh-huh. And people just gather. They'd have a fire or, uh, or flashlights and they were just talking mm-hmm. and think, well, if the world's seen the need, and that was a, probably just a craving for to have relationships, to be around with other people, how mm-hmm. much more the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have to fight comfort, mm-hmm. uh, ease, probably fight sloth and laziness. Right. Um, fight independence, that we can just do this alone. Right. So, you know, who do I need? Um, not to become content with online service. Right. Uh, there should be something of great gratitude that we can do it. But a discontent 
mm-hmm. that we are doing it. Right. Um, you know, meeting virtually is not church. Right. Right. Um, it is. We need to be together. Um, so again, there are the concerns, and we can we obviously operated on those concerns, but there should be a discontentment with us in those concerns. Right. And I just think we have to fight complacency. Right. That, that, that's good. And I think there is something of uh, um, as, as Christians, and I think you know, you know, I, we've talked about uh, getting older and and the effects of a healthy suspicion of indwelling sin within our own hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that does, there is something that, that is gospel-centered about that, right. uh, a recognition that we don't have to deny that my motivations could be, I'm just lazy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, today. Um, and so the gospel encourages us to live in the light right. um, and also to be suspicious, right. you know what I'm saying, of our own hearts and not to be authoritative uh, in a sense of, believing that we won't drift, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I've always, D.A. Carson has a famous quote, uh, we never drift towards the Lord, we always drift away from him. Right. Um, It's a biblical category, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's one that I think as Christians, we've got to fight for. Mm -hmm. So, so let me ask you some of these questions, though, okay, because um, we do live in a, in a a day and age where we do have to, um, and there's a vast majority of people, well, at least a minority, mm-hmm. uh, that have health concerns, mm-hmm. okay? And they have to keep these things, you know, in tension here. Right. Um, so how do you fight for uh, pursuing biblical fellowship when perhaps maybe you might be in that at-risk category, you know, for with regard to COVID? Yeah, and all these things take humility. And, and as we're speaking on a podcast, you're, you don't want to ever speak so absolutely because I'm not speaking to the individual in front of me right now. Right. whose story could be different. Right. Um, and I don't want anybody to interpret a, a pressure where there's not meant to be a pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always encourage Christians to think consistently. So I think that's really important. Are we thinking by convictions and conscience? And are we being consistent in those things? So I think that's really important. So if I'm able to go out in other contexts, um, I should be consistent in being in church context. So mm-hmm. uh, am I being consistent in, in how I'm, pursuing these things and and how I'm operating on these things. I think that's important. Obviously, we have to always look at our hearts for, again, is there a comfort question going on or is there fear? Uh And it doesn't mean that there has to be fear. It doesn't mean there has to be just comfort driving that. Uh But there, we should never question that there's not those things functioning. Right, right. So So how would you deal with the fear component, though? Uh, I think one is just to recognize that it could exist. Okay, that's um, good. And just being honest about it. Uh, and fear could be right now, it could be coronavirus. There's all sorts of things that Christians can be fearful, again, about politics. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's all sorts of things. You can, parents can be fearful about the influence of um, other relationships. They can be fearful about the education system. There's all, there's endless opportunities for us to be fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have to, we have to really guard ourselves about being ruled by that. Right. So parents who are ruled by fear with parenting will try to control all the situations around their children. Right. And well, same with a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. If we're ruled by fear, we'll try to control ourselves by every health protocol we can take. Right. Right. And one, that's probably still an illusion, and I'm not sure that's the answer. Well, the illusion is that we're actually that in we're control. actually in, in control. <laughs> that's the illusion. We're right. not in control. Right. Um. And just like there's different values, you know, health is not the highest value. It's like liberty is not the highest value. Mm-hmm. Love is a high value. Mm-hmm. So certainly when we're relating other people, 
and we're loving. So if I actually, why would a person who was exposed to COVID not come to a meeting? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, out of love. Right. Um, right. To not expose someone else. Right. So love should be motivating us. Faith should be motivating us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conviction should be motivating us. Um, so, again, it doesn't mean fear is ruling you, but you shouldn't assume that it's not. Right. <laughs> you should at least ask yourself the question. Right. Um, right. I should always ask the question, is love motivating me? Mm-hmm. Or is selfishness motiva- motivating me? Mm-hmm. Pride or humility humility motivating me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it, these things apply to every context. Right. The coronavirus is just the latest context. Right. No, that's good. And so it does seem to be, you know, in this, that, that faith really is informing, mm-hmm. you know, your, your perspective. Now, now again, I, and I know we, we want to nuance this, but we want to be really explicit when we want to recognize that there are some people, it is just unwise for you to be around other people in terms of large gatherings, sure. um, just because of health concerns. So we, we wouldn't want anybody some, and it's somehow uh, misconstruing that right. they're forsaking the gathering together. Um, but we would want to challenge and say that there is ways to gather. Right. You know, and so you referenced Zoom before. And, mm-hmm. and although it, it was dreaded, you know, Zoom, we had to do that for our elders meeting last week uh, for various reasons. But, you know, we, we, we tired of doing that, you mm-hmm. know, for the first three months. Um, but at the same token, it is a means of grace. Right. You know, it's a tool that we can use right. uh, to be together, to, to know and to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest concern that I have right now in COVID is that it does seem to be the focus really does shift inward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about my health. It's mm-hmm. about my safety. It's about right. my. And so I think in fellowship, really, if you look biblically, it's always outward. Right. It's not about my good. It's mm-hmm. about my brother's good. Mm-hmm. It's not about care for my soul. It's about caring for my sister's soul. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, and so those things can, we can just drift, mm-hmm. you know, drift away from really what the big biblical principle is. So if you have to participate in biblical fellowship uh, through other technology, okay, yep. um, what would be, you know, some of your things that you would say in that, you know, for those who are, let's say, less mobile or more concerned because of at risk. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's still our phones, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's good. Uh, phones good, Zooms good, e- emails can be good. Mm-hmm. I think any way that you can create interactions, mm-hmm. um, and just asking people how they're doing yeah. and praying with people. Yep. One of the things that I did that was really enjoyable, was hard to sustain long term, but was just the amount of phone calls I made right. in the first couple months of right. this. Yep. And I ended every one with, how could I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And that was very meaningful. It was, you know, it seemed meaningful to people, but it was also very meaningful to me. Right. And it actually encouraged my soul as I was talking with people. Um, and there were people that then would reciprocate, how can I pray for you? Right. And right. there was a bond. There's a bond you have when you pray together. Um, and it actually draws your attention back to God and away from the troubles of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talk about the troubles of the day in those kinds of calls, but then you you sort of go back to the Lord. It's where the psalmist goes. You know, he talks about the problems, but then there's this connection back to God. Right. And I think that's what fellowship does to us. So I, I think you take advantage of those means. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were creative. You can walk outside. You know, people were walking. Right. I saw people walking in streets and on the sidewalk. They were right. probably eight feet apart, but talking the whole time. Right. Uh, and 
you know, that's where uh, we always say data. I'm not sure the data always does drive everybody. I think mm-hmm. our emotions drive us more than we sometimes give credit. Can yes, um, absolutely, yeah. And and you saw well, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Those things were safely done. Mm-hmm. So I would look for where I can do those things right. uh, safely. But then when you have to be wise, um, and and you do. Uh, what other means do you take? So right. I think phone calls, Zoom, emails, um, prayer, yep. those things can really serve us. Right. No, I, I, I totally you know, concur and agree with you. I think, you know, some of the things, um, because we do live in a, in a, it just seems as though there's no stability, mm-hmm. you know, from one day to the next. Mm-hmm. And you see what's happening right now in Europe. Uh, where a lot of countries have kind of gone back to a shutdown right. mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, to, again, to curtail the continued, the second wave, if you will, of right. the virus. Um, and that could be coming down the pike for us, sure. you know, at, at some point in time. Right now, we still are able to meet on Sunday mm-hmm. mornings. And, and and I know for myself, that has really been a, a source of encouragement. And, and the encouragement hasn't been primarily singing or listening to God's spoken word, although those have been a huge means of grace. I think what's been encouraging for me particularly is being able to see people that I know um, that are walking through hardship and Mm -hmm. difficulty, Mm -hmm. and yet they're still lifting their hands in surrender and in praise to the Lord. Um, That just right there encourages my soul Mm -hmm. that there is a faithful God that can do likewise for me in terms of sustaining me. Uh, regardless of where I'm at. And that's just one example, but there's Mm -hmm. numerous people as a result of seeing them that I've sent them a text where I've called them just to encourage them and thank them, you know, for the example and the effect that it's having on my heart. And that's only because we're together, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, uh, and and seeing one another. Um, But in light of that, uh, in light of what's going on with COVID, Sunday could be a curtailed gathering, you know, uh, yet again. And so I think for our, our listeners, again, we, we have said from the very beginning of the, the beginning stages of this church being formed, that real community isn't just experienced on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but it's throughout the week mm-hmm. and, and primarily through what we call community groups. Right. Um, and so maybe speak to the value of community groups, the importance of it. Um, so j- again, so we don't assume. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and again, maybe even cast a vision. Uh, for folks who are maybe gotten out of the habit, mm-hmm. you know, um, so. Yeah. And again, our Sunday mornings are crucial because I think there's something mm-hmm. to sing together and to hear the preaching of God's word that yep. is essential. Uh, so that would be our most important meaning. But because we believe in the one another's, you don't get to fully do that on a Sunday morning. Right. And that's why we, from the inception of our church in 1993, we believed in small groups. Mm -hmm. You had to have those connections. What'd you call them back then? Uh, They were home groups back then. (laughs) Uh, I can't even keep up with our different name changes. You said us something uh, just last week, and it was care group ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You get those default positions. Um, So meeting in homes. Yes, there you go. (laughs) uh, For the purpose of growth. Uh, And so we did that from the beginning. 
And I think actually when people came, they found life there, mm-hmm. uh, that there were people that knew them. Now, groups are all, just like churches are imperfect, groups right. are imperfect. Exactly. Um, yep. We talk relationships. Relationships take time. Right. Relationships have barriers. It's always more convenient not to relate. Right. It's always more comfortable not to participate. Um so I think you, you have to be intentional in that. But again, there's a conviction that needs to drive that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's just convenience or what I get out of it, you won't sustain it. Right. Uh, if you're looking for immediate fruit, uh, you know, like this meeting, every meeting changes my life. You won't sustain it um, <laughs> right. because every meeting won't change your life. <laughs> exactly. But I can guarantee you 30 meetings will. Mm-hmm. So 30 mm-hmm. meetings will have an effect on your life. Right. Long term. And you'll have an effect on someone else's life. That's right. Exactly. Um, so it's not just your life. It's what's the effect you're having on other people. That's right. And I think this is where Americans are very private. We can become family focused instead of, you know, mm-hmm. focus uh, a family with a focus. We're just focused on the family. Right. Um, by the way, this is not healthy for our, you know, would not be healthy for your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're discipling our children right now. What are what's important? What do we believe? And you can have all sorts of things you say you believe. They're watching what you believe. Right. Right. And so do we believe relationships are important? Do we believe that I, I have a responsibility to help care for other people's souls? Right. Um, how's love function for me and love's other oriented? Right. And then do I also believe I need help? Right. Or no, I can do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really need help. It's me and God right. uh, is enough. So we're discipling our children, the next generation. Uh, we're showing them what's important to mm-hmm. us. Um, so I believe I need other people. Right. And and then right. there's a sense that they do need me too. Right. So how do we do that? Um, so I think the small groups are vitally important for us. Right. They've always been important. It's where it gets worked out. So whether it was care, caring mm-hmm. for one another, mm-hmm. uh, supporting one another, but also encouraging one another, right? Right. Um, spurring one another on. Yep. Absolutely. Um, protecting one another from drift. Yep. Uh, so I'm grateful for those disciplines in my life. Um, being a pastor makes it a little bit more um, mandatory, so I can't like. <laughs> but it's not just a professional thing. No, it's not. I mean, I'm grateful for that for that emphasis in my life. Right, right. Um, you know, if I didn't have that, could I drift? I, I maybe. Right. Um, I, I would hope not, because I think convictions are driving me. Mm-hmm. But I am I am grateful for that for that mm-hmm. uh, pr- those parameters in my life, those boundary lines. Uh, I'm grateful for you, men, uh, the way you pursue. Mm. Uh, you pursue me. You're asking me questions mm. through all this all the time. So very grateful for that. Mm. That's good. That's good, Warren. Well, just a little teaser. Uh, at our family meeting on December 2nd, we're mm-hmm. going to be uh, sharing a, a little bit of the the desire for how we can pursue biblical fellowship uh, even more so uh, mm-hmm. in the coming year. And we have some things that we're going to be sharing with the church and about some, I, I believe, some really fantastic uh, ways to do this. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and I know that you are as well. Right. So thank you so much for your time, though. I appreciate us uh, being able to spend some time. And again, not in an exhaustive way. I hope people feel and understand, again, the, the call is a biblical principle. 
but how it functions you know, in terms of practice, uh, that there is a lot of room, you sure. know, to, to go ahead and, and exercise different ways to mm-hmm. do that. But the principle remains the same mm-hmm. is that we are called to hold fast to the confession of our faith and we're called to do that together. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Well, Warren, thanks again for another episode of Church Matters. And thank you listeners uh, for being a part. And we look forward to uh, being able to share with you in the next coming weeks uh, about some other topics that we have coming down the Pike. But until our next episode, we love you, church, and have a great week.